Welcome, boys and ghouls, to a very special episode of the fourth Adam Sandler podcast. The subject of tonight's terrifying tale, one, Hubie Dubois, a simple man, tormented by forces he is only just now beginning to comprehend. And two podcast hosts, who I'm afraid have slowly begun to lose their minds. Well, I hope they don't decide to resort to murder, though I guess it's true what they say. Some folks will do anything to get ahead. <laughs> so grab your caramel apples, hopefully sans razor blades, and your favorite pumpkin-flavored beverage. Put a little poison in mine, would you, darling? And enjoy the fourth Adam Sandler podcast. Okay. All right. All let's right. go. Let's get going. Here we are. Let's do it. Cool. That sounds we great. Are. You were all up on the mic like that. Oh yeah. Is it my? Am I? I'm coming right through to the mic to you. You are. Yeah. When you're up close like that, it sounds yeah. like you're uh, like one of those um, uh, radio, like radio. a disc jockey. <laughs> Welcome yeah. to WTCH. The... Hey, we're here in the wacky morning uh, with the wacky morning news crew. Uh, We've got your traffic crew. We've got your weather report. We've got your uh, spatula. Boing, spatula. Boing, boing, boing. I don't know. Do they even do that anymore? That was, that was such a staple. I hope so. I hope someone out there, maybe on ham radio, is just, <laughs> just keeping it up, yeah. keeping it alive. Yeah, man. Um, yeah. Oh, so I should say that thing that I say. Hang on. Ladies, gentlemen, and gender-neutral fans all across the globe, welcome to the fourth all right all right folks oh, wait we gotta... should we do like a spooky introduction oh yeah do a spooky Ooh. introduction spooky oh yeah i, I thought you had Nailed it uh, yeah. <laughs> i've been working on that one all week all right all right we're doing uh okay we've got a real treat we've got a halloween treat you might even say a, or perhaps oh, okay. a halloween trick someone <laughs> might say um which is that we're doing the movie uh, Hubie Halloween, uh, festively appropriate for this wonderful month of October 2022. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got the the uh, the ghouls. We've got the ghosts. We've got the vampires. We've got the zombies. We've got the Frankenstein's, folks. Of course, we're talking mummies. about Hubie Halloween. You forgot the yes. What did I, I forget? The mummies. The mummies. The mummies. Yeah. We've got mummies just like falling out of our box of halloween characters that we keep them in <laughs> my box of They're mummies that i got over. on yeah. amazon I, got, I ordered a big box mummies on amazon i was like what if my first mummy what if something goes wrong with it what if it unravels you know, you know i say if there. your first mummy something goes wrong with it you just give up because that's a wrap uh, all right thanks for listening everyone <laughs> and we will see you next time all right, let me get into this. Let me. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I wrote up a little uh, synops, as they call it in the biz. Wait, meet meet man, can you to... play a wah wah sound? Wah wah. I was trying to think of like a DJ sidekick name. <laughs> meet man is horrible. To... <laughs>
hang out with Meat Man. Man. And I just want to say thank you for letting me on the radio. <laughs> I've done a lot of things in the past I regret. <laughs> All right. I don't know if his, Man. his nickname is Meat Man or his parents named him that, but... Hello, my name's Meat. Meat Man. Okay, here we go. Hoopy Halloween follows... Uh, so Hoopy Halloween is a 2020 uh, comedy... That's it. Uh, it follows the titular character Hoobie, an awkward amalgamation of all of Adam Sandler's characters, I think. Hoobie is a um, descendant of one of the Salem witches and actually still lives in Salem with his, uh, with his mother. Um, while he's hanging out in Salem, he is surrounded by people who mostly don't like him or sometimes just outright despise him. Uh, nonetheless, Hubi is um, the kind of person who takes it all in stride and still wants to support people, wants to help people, and really goes overboard trying to help and protect the citizens of Salem. Um, most of the time, it doesn't really mean much to any of them, but on this Halloween, uh, when a mysterious threat begins lurking in the town, Hubi is needed to help solve the case. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, that's like the premise, that's I would say. Premise. That's how they call it in the biz. Oh, yeah. They also they bully him a lot. Did you say that? Uh, I think I said prank or prank. Yeah. don't like him. But, yeah. yeah, they're really mean to Hubie. Like, yeah, the whole yeah. town basically just can't stand him. And it's varying degrees of, like, uh, Kevin James plays a cop, and he's like, oh, this guy. Oh, yeah, here he's we go. exasperated by him. But yeah, other but kind of tolerates him. Outright, like, the children all try to chase him around and pummel him with things things are always flying at him from including things that would kill a human being if it hit him he's very good at dodging yeah yeah. but also uh adults many adults in the town are also very mean to him and Mm -hmm. uh yeah he's a bit like a village idiot like he's treated like a village idiot but other than his kind of speech impediment and his obsession with safety he's not really a village idiot like he's not yeah. He's just a, yeah, like, he's not super back, you know, he's not super backwards or anything. Yeah. I don't know how to describe it. I, th- I thought it was, yeah. Yeah, I, I was, I was, yeah, the, maybe he's just, they're like, like, watching it, you're like, why are they so mean to this guy? He's just like an eccentric or whatever. Mm-hmm. But, you know, if you had like a guy in your town who like, I don't know, you were trying to do something. You're trying to have a barbecue or whatever. And then they were just yeah. like, um, ex- excuse me, I, I, can I check your barbecue <laughs> to make sure that it, it's not a fire hazard? Yeah. And you're like, and it was someone you knew for a oh, long time. Oh, I'd beat time, his ass. Just, yeah. Yeah, I, you yeah. would beat his ass. Yeah. <laughs> no, get the hell out of here. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'd be like, dude, what the fuck? <laughs> get the fuck out of here. No one likes you. That's what I'd be like. I'm trying to freaking party. Down. Yeah, I'm trying to party. With my like, wife and my sons. Have, you should only have two drinks in one sitting. That's what the oh. the um, recommended units are for from the National Health right. Association. What would you say to that if he was like... I'd just be like, dude, gonna... Hubie, get the fuck out of here. I already told yeah, you that. I, I, would be, I would go up to him and I'd be like... I would like go, thanks, mom. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, you're my, like, he's my yeah, mom. Yeah, yeah. Like, don't tell me what to do. Totally. No, I'd just like... I'd, I'd just like... 
look him dead in the eye and then I'd like crack open my third beer and I'd be like, Oh, Hubie, this is beer this is number three. <laughs> Can't let that go to waste. Yeah. Um Mom. Yeah, no, I don't know. I guess he's annoying. Yeah, he's There's pretty annoying. Of... Like That's... to watch as if as a moviegoer, he's pretty annoying to watch. Yeah, I wanted to bully him. I'm simultaneously like, man, this is not nice, but yeah. gosh. No, there's like there's like it a helps thing. you empathize with the other characters. Yeah. Oh yeah, rooting for them the whole time. No, there's a thing in Adam. Is there a thing? It's been so long since we watched The Water Boy. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. we got to get back go to back. that. I got to watch that movie again. I just know I do. Um, yeah. But it's been so long since we watched that that don't they bully him in that. That's like a thing that happens yeah. in... So that's one thing. But that's like a thing that happens in like the classic Adam Sandler movie. He either plays... That's true, because even like um, Happy Gilmore is kind of bully. It's not quite as bad the, as... He's Bob kind of Boucher, the bully, but... right? Well, he gets bullied in like the hockey game. Like they, they kind of... Oh, do they? He sucks at hockey, and so they kind of tease him about it but i think he does fight somebody because they're teasing him sometimes he's playing an eccentric character that has like a weird voice that people bully and then i think of and then sometimes he plays kind of a character that is more in his normal voice but yells a lot and i think of that character as almost the bully but he really got away from doing that for years for a long time yeah (laughs) years of my life it's great and to here's see in this him podcast. return yeah. to that role. So this is really a this is a huge throwback, I think, to to that style, and I, I think very intentionally so. And there's specific callbacks throughout the movie to those that golden era of Happy Madison movies, where like he did a character, and then even in the Happy Madison, I don't know. It's this was even I think this may have even yeah. been before Happy Madison, like it was before they had. Because you're talk, like, talking about yeah. callbacks to like Happy Gilmore and Billy Madison. Right, how could they have had a Happy Madison without a Happy unless, or a Madison? Unless. Are you doing what? Yeah, you know, I think you're right. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, well, can we talk about those? Because I think actually those are, that's was one of the most enjoyable parts of the first third of this movie, which I, I told someone I did not like. Oh, shit. Um, just you know, no spoilers on my my ranking. Oh but no! I, I just didn't oh, think the no. third first third was like super interesting. Uh, but during the first one third, of the things you said you didn't like it, right? Hmm? Yeah. Hmm? And then later yeah. you were like, "Wait a minute! I don't like it. I love it." Yeah, That's it was another kind of right? uncut gems kind of thing. Yeah. It's like, oh, I get it. Mm-hmm. I see what this is trying to do. Yeah, it make some... me not like it. <laughs> Um, no, but I think there are just so many cool um, throwbacks to those kind of earlier classic movies. Uh, do you want? Did you have any in mind that you wanted to? Well, right from the get go, I mean, it, it starts right away when we see in like a mental health hospital uh, making the rounds, making um, the rounds, someone an orderly, and it's Ben Stiller, and it's clearly the same character that he plays. Oh yeah. In, uh, what's it called the Meyerowitz tales and he's like my my dad dustin hoffman he doesn't see me and i'm just like <laughs> i re- i remember that i remember that character yeah that's the one perfect throwback yeah, yeah. no he's the he's the happy gilmore gilmore 
mean nurse who is mean to his grandma and he's he's going yeah. around and he's going he even to says the, the line what does he say doesn't he say you're in my world now yeah probably he's he's talking to someone he's talking to one of the patients but then he goes and he finds out that the patient has actually escaped so we suddenly go into halloween tropes which we'll of course have to talk about all the halloween tropes in the movie but yeah so that's the first throwback and so right away you're like okay i see what's happening we're going into throwbacks to classic adam sandler movies mm-hmm. yeah the a uh, couple other ones there's um a moment where the kids are picking on him and he calls out and their name is O'Doyle, which mm-hmm. is a throwback to the O'Doyle family and Billy Madison, mm-hmm. who are just a bunch of bullies throughout. Um, and then, so there's like a cool blooper reel at the end of the movie, and I'm trying to mm-hmm. remember if this is the exact, if this is just from the blooper reel that I'm remembering, or if it actually happened in the movie, where somebody throws a dodgeball at him, and he catches it and says, "All right, now you're all in big trouble," which is a line from billy madison but i think in the movie it just like the dodgeball hits him or maybe he does catch it i, I can't quite remember um were there other well there are yeah. some other like surely cameos <laughs> yeah um okay so a big one actually this guy kind of uh, uh, like a big one is um the love interest of the movie is yeah. played by julie bowen who we last saw in the adam sandler universe uh in all the way back. Happy Gilmore. Yeah, all the way back in 96. Yeah, haven't seen her since then. Don't know what she's been up to. But I think she's been good. cryogenically frozen because she hasn't <laughs> aged at all. <laughs> yeah, that's just uh, something that happens in Hollywood sometimes. That's cool. Yeah. To look into that. Yeah, that's what they did with the... That's what they do with Tom Cruise, but they let him out once a year to make a Mission Impossible movie. That's cool. Yeah. Thank God. Yeah, then they're like, all right, here we are. And that's actually not Hollywood, though. That's just a Scientology practice when you get high enough. You're like, all right, time to ascend. Go into the chamber of the chirogenic <laughs> chamber. <laughs> um, I think another... I'm not making fun of them. I'm just stating like things that pe- most people know about. I'm not making fun of them. I'm just saying it sounds like they might be really toxic uh, organizations. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, I, was I thought it was you. cool. I don't um, know. <laughs> um, I think another thing is just this was um, one of the first movies in recent memory, and by recent memory I mean within the last week that I can recall <laughs> uh, that had a lot of those like old throwback character cameos mm. um, or a number of them. So like mm-hmm. we know Kevin James is in it as a police officer. Yeah. Um. um Colin Quinn is in it yeah. as a janitor. Yes, yeah. Um, the um, the guy I, I can I can never remember his. Oh, Blake, I'm I'm blanking on his last name, but um, he plays the coach yes. in Waterboy. Is it Blake Clark? Yeah, that sounds right. Yes, Blake Clark. Yeah, he plays he the comes coach, back. and then he's been a couple other cameos, but he's the cook, like the main cook in the restaurant where Violet Valentine works. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. He's in um, it. Um, we have later on Shaq makes oh, an yeah. appearance, a fun appearance. We also mm-hmm. have some other SNL alumni like Tim Meadows and Maya Rudolph, uh, in it. 
of course, Steve Buscemi. Great. Oh, God. Great character, yeah. Um, hopefully it's not too much of a spoiler to say that Rob Schneider does show up at some point. Oh, man. Um, doing brown face. No, he's a... not. <laughs> <laughs> Thankfully not doing any kind of ethnic character. Oh, God. Well, as far he, as he, is, he has blonde hair, but... Oh, yeah, yeah. No, he's just doing a 90s bro. Yeah, I guess he is. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we've got a lot of familiars. Like, like we kind of have been alluding to. Like, it's it feels like a while since we've been here. But has it really been that long? I don't know. I don't... It I feels mean, like it's been a while since we've had just like a... Like, this is just a Happy Madison movie. There's throwbacks, there's the type of humor that we usually do, and there's, like, the people that we always work with. Uh, the director is, is it Steve Brill? Yeah, He's Steve Brill directs, Tim Herlihy co-writes. Yeah, Tim Herlihy You know, co-writes. Alan Covert produces. Man, we spent too long doing this podcast. Who does the music? It can't be that guy that used to do the music. He retired. I don't remember his name yeah, anymore. He, he had to. Why do I do this podcast? I'm, I'm a fraud. I don't remember... The minutia. <laughs> we got a quit. I thought man. it would. Uh, I thought it would stick. I, it didn't stick. I will say, I think it's been a while since we had a like a pure mm-hmm. kind of Adam Sandler yeah. style movie. Like, I feel like like the Do Over or Sandy Wexler mm-hmm. might have been the last one because we had those Meyerowitz. Are, those are we had the Week like of that. Hotel Transylvania Three, yeah. Murder Mystery, Murder Uncut Mystery Gems. is Happy Madison, but it's definitely not. Right, a pure just like let's just be goofy with our friends type movie. I feel like it has some of those elements, but they're definitely like let's do something a little bit more than that, or make a slightly different type yeah. of movie. And I think a signal that. to that, it, or like a hint that that would be the case, is the fact that it has Jennifer Aniston in it. Yeah. Right? So they're not gonna do just their, but like this does again feel like a return to. Mm-hmm. Adam Sandler is being a kind there's, of goofy guy. There's no competing star whose presence right. in the movie makes it right. makes them feel like, oh, we have to also accommodate for like, like yes, Jennifer Aniston is a great comedic actress and she can do a lot of stuff and she's been in Adam Sandler movies before, but her presence is always like Adam Sandler and Jennifer Aniston. Like she can, mm-hmm. she couldn't be a a side character. Whereas everybody here can be, like, right? They're all, like... Yeah. I mean, Steve Buscemi is always a side character, even though he's an amazing actor. Yeah, even in great movies, he's basically right. always yeah, a side yeah. character. Yeah. Yeah. I was starting I was to think if there was anybody that transcends these types of movies, and, like, Steve Buscemi is the obvious one, but, yeah, he's always... He's a character actor, basically. Yeah, he like he does different roles, and he loves to. I don't know what he loves. He hates being in movies. He, I bet he's like, why did I pick that as a day job? <laughs> that sounds like Steve. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I don't know. I assume he just likes to be in movies. I hope so. I hope someone likes their job out there. We should we should write him and find out. Yeah, hey, well, do you like being do you like, in movies? Do you like being in movies? No, but he he'll be in like the Happy Madison and he'll be in uh, like Coen Brothers movies and you know the quality 
Well, I don't know. They're not trying to achieve the same ends. Can you even compare them? No That's, way. He's he's like a yeah. he's like a. a I almost said Steve Brule, but Doc. Oh my God, John C. Riley. Yeah, uh, John C. Riley. Yeah, another perfect example, because like, oh, he can. He has some real chops, and he has picked some really incredible yeah, movies. He's great, and he has also spent yeah. like a decade and a half yeah working on Tim and Eric stuff. Right, and, he does Tim and Eric, know, and he's his... great in Will Ferrell movies, and he also yeah, you'll see him pop up in like, I feel like he's been in like Martin Scorsese movies. I'm pretty sure, and just I kind of only like know him from Boogie Nights Boogie and PTA, think, yeah. uh, Magnolia. Maybe but. it is. Has he? Has John C. Riley been in a Scorsese? Now I can't remember. Is it just PTA? PT Anderson? Well, I feel like they like to oh, work. No, yeah, with John specific... C. Riley was in Gangs in New York. Okay. Yeah. yeah, he was. Yeah. And he was in that movie with Jonah Hill. I, they're like, where, like Car- he's dating Jonah Hill's mom. Yeah. No, what is that? <laughs> I don't remember. I don't think it was very good. Oh, okay. I think it's kind of a more serious one. Uh-huh, yeah. But yeah. I don't remember. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So while we're on the subject of cameos, um, there were just some others that were, were fun to see, like uh, Tracy Sandler, Adam Sandler's wife, plays a reporter. You always, you always catch her. I never do. I, who is piece. she? And... Uh, <laughs> I'm pretty sure that his daughters play the two girls that the love interest Violet Valentine has adopted. She's such a good woman that she has recently adopted two children, even though she's raising another adopted son. Yeah, they're all foster um, kids, I think. I think they say it's all foster kids. Yeah. And yes. Which just really shows she's like a great. That's a bigger role for the. For Sandler's kids, for sure, right? Then yeah. they have actual stuff that they do. Yeah, they talk them. and yeah. like talk. are on yeah. the screen yeah. for longer than a minute. Yeah, um, and not just like in the background jumping up and down on a trampoline or something. Right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, That's that'd good. be yeah. funny if I looked it up and was like, "Oh no, never mind." Uh, oh, don't look it up. Then. But I'm Let's pretty sure they're his daughters. Ray Liotta's in this. Ray Liotta is in this. That's true. He's. That it feels like a cameo. Every actor that is in this movie feels like a cameo because this it's just that type of movie. <laughs> I don't know. When You're we like, were talking, like, you there? If you've listened to yeah. the Uncut Gems episode where we talk at length about how Adam Sandler movies have maybe rotted our brain, yeah. at least that's how I was feeling. Uh-huh. And like you watch a movie and you just expect it to do all of the dumbest things it could possibly uh-huh. do. Um this is what we're talking about. Yeah, <laughs> but I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say it's the dumbest Adam Sandler movie that we would watch by far. But, um, but yeah, it just. I don't know. It does things like yeah. You you don't actually. It doesn't actually put in the energy to make these characters their own character. Mm. It's just Ray Liotta yeah. hanging out in an Adam Sandler movie. Right. It's just Shaq hanging yeah. out in an Adam Sandler. That's movie. it exactly. It's, like it doesn't really establish them as yeah. Like you said. You don't feel like you're watching a character. You feel like, oh, that's cool. In this Adam Sandler movie, they got Ray Liotta to hang out. Yep. Has he been in one of the other ones? It feels like he has, but then I couldn't think of one. And then I was like, no, he was in a Muppets movie. That's probably what which you're is also of. a cameo, a very intentionally like the same type of thing. But yeah, that's, I've know. never thought of comparing Adam Sandler movies to sesame street or the muppets 
Yeah, Ray, Ray Liotta was in an episode of Sesame Street. That's what I was saying. No, he was in The Muppets Most Wanted. Uh, he has a fun oh. cameo. I mean, I guess in they're, this too. they're comparable, not in a, um, well, if you're like a big fan of The Muppets and you are one of the people that's like Adam Sandler movies are gar- hot garbage, then I'm not saying that they're the same movie, but though honestly, I've definitely come around to Adam Sandler movies if we've watched this. They've only gotten better to me. <laughs> Didn't expect that at all, but that's... Yeah, that's what it's they an say acquired about, taste. Yeah. Like a, yeah, it's an acquired taste. Yeah, like like wine drinking or, wine or uh, yeah. garbage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. But um, no, I, they, I like to play. I like to. Play. But like you in know, a Muppets Tim Meadows' movie, character's name is Mister Henson oh. in this. Oh wow, Mister Henson! Oh my god. Maybe that's like a yeah. Definitely on purpose. Um, uh, but yeah, like in a Muppets movie, you're kind of just watching because. Like, you're not watching a Muppet mystery movie for the mystery. You're watching it because you're like, I want to see the Muppets hang out, and I want to see some fun celebrity cameos. That's yeah. it. That's, I that's honestly, it. most of the time when I'm watching a Muppets movie, I'm like, I wish there wasn't a plot. Yeah, except for Muppet Christmas Because I just want to see these guys hang out. Or Muppet Christmas Carol. The story, because, yeah. and that's just because the stories of those are so iconic that for a while you're, I don't know. Tim Curry, great uh, Long John Silver. <laughs> That's just a Long great Treasure Island movie. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, getting a... Should we talk about Muppets some more? Or... <laughs> but like, <laughs> you know, Kevin James is like the the gonzo of Adam Sandler movies. Oh, he calls himself a Muppet at one point. Oh my God. They knew what they were doing. He but... says, uh, somebody I pulled over today yesterday yeah called me a muppet <laughs> he does okay you're you're on to something here yeah yeah it might be as compelling as i did not see him okay it's been a long long time yeah um and i did not see him either sadly <laughs> But I found him later. Okay. No, I did see him. <laughs> uh, and it's a yeah. great cameo. It's like such a cool Okay. Cameo. I saw that he was in the list and I actually didn't, intentionally didn't look up who he was because I wanted you to tell me. Yeah. So lay it on me. So there's a scene at a drive-in movie and he is in the movie that they're watching at the drive-in movie and he's the dad who's yelling at his teenage zombie son you if when if you're living in my house you have to obey my rules yelling at him and then the son turns around and bites part of his face off oh he's the dad the drive-in movie oh okay oh man that's good yeah i was like uh, that he's in murder mystery is he yeah he has a kid there i feel like it's been forever and he's, the last he's like time the I remember him, he is... doesn't want to get on, or he, they're getting on the bus. Yeah, that's right. That's right. You're right. Yeah, I I remember him being somebody who's like protesting in um in pixels. Oh, I, thought, I feel like it's. I thought you were gonna say I saw. I remember him from Fox News protesting the uh, vaccine. The vaccine, but... probably that. <laughs> no, I don't actually. No, I don't even we, know. We if love that's, you, Alan. I don't know if that's a position he has. I know he has some ideas that might <laughs> align along those lines. 
but I don't know about that specifically. I don't like it. I don't yeah. like it. And we, and we love you, Alan. <laughs> if there's anything yeah. I learned, it's that you can love people and also deeply despise them. No, I'm just kidding. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Dislike their positions on things. <laughs> if there's anything I've learned from yeah. this podcast is that you can you can love someone and God, you can hate them. Yeah. <laughs> I met uh, each other, not um, Adam Sandler or, uh, or Alan Covert. Yeah. But yeah, so um, did you have a favorite cameo in the movie? One that just really stood out to you? One that stood out like, to ah, me. So glad that was here. That's a... Uh... Man, I'm trying to think. I'll let you think. I'll share mine. Yeah, share yours and um, I'll think about I it. I loved Tim Meadows and Maya Rudolph's character yeah. they're, they're a married couple in it and they yes they, they're really mean to Hubi, and they end up being one of the victims of whatever this like dark threat lurking in salem is um but i just thought they they're like it's great i mean it's two comedians yeah scenes together playing off of each other yeah. and that's one of the things we've talked about in the past that mm-hmm. we wish adam sandler would do more of like mm-hmm. play opposite a a comedian like Rachel Dratch mm-hmm. and then you'll have these really awesome moments where right, you can right. just basically ad lib at each other yeah. and see what happens. And if you think about it, that's like at least for me, like that's the comedy I grew up on in terms of like teenager into mid twenties was like I mean, sadly, but like Wedding Crashers and Step Brothers and Talladega mm-hmm. Nights and all of these movies where it was basically just like, we're gonna throw these two actors into a scene mm-hmm. and they are they have like very limited things they have to do yeah. and otherwise they're just going to well, riff can, off of each yeah. other and ad lib. Well, you can even go earlier than that. Like, I'm, I mean, you can go back like super Abbott and Costello. I don't know how they probably wrote all their stuff out, but I don't, so I don't know about, but I'm thinking like at least in the eighties, like that was like Caddyshack or yeah, like a lot yeah. of the SNL movies or like even Ghostbusters. Obviously they had, some big set pieces and stuff that they're getting to, but I feel like they were just riffing a lot of the time. And they're like Bill Murray and Dan Aykroyd. And oh yeah, Bill is. Murray for sure. Like, let's just let them riff. See what yeah. happens. Here's your basic. So it's plot. just it's funny yeah. that Adam Sandler has been so wildly successful, and then didn't didn't follow that really at all. He has been like a leading man in comedy, instead of sharing the screen in that way with other comics. That's true. Um, and and we've seen just glimpses of it here and there yeah. like in Grown Ups. Uh, you know, you would think it'd be all over Grown Ups. Yeah. Maybe it is. You just don't notice it. Um, but, like, there are some moments with, like, Chris Rock. I remember there were some good little ad-lib moments. Most that... of, yeah. Most of, no offense to the people I'm about to name, but most of the people in Adam Sandler movies are very much like, like, he has a crew. He has a, a, a troupe, you might say, of, like, Kevin James and... David Spade, who I, I don't think was in this one, but and Rob, Schneider, Rob Schneider, yeah, and they they are all names in their own right, but definitely, to me, like it's like they feel like members of Adam Sandler's group, not yeah. like oh, whereas Chris Rock very much has his own completely different identity, different. He's a force in his own right that is equal if not greater than Adam Sandler but he also yeah. will show up to hang out. Yeah. It's like when I feel like has Will Ferrell showed up sometimes? I don't think so. Maybe. I mean, I will say Kevin James kind of had a moment with like 
Paul Blart and stuff where he was. Those were weren't those Happy like Madison could, movies though? And like with maybe, any Happy I, Madison, they were also so huge. Like they were, they were a moment where you have an actor who's. It's not the longevity, yeah. the sustainability of Adam Sandler, but. Um, they've all had their. They've that. all I don't had. Know that moment, he still has it, or they've tried to. Like yeah, it, I guess David had, Spade had his Joe Dirt moment. Joe, um, <laughs> David Spade has his Joe Dirt moment. Like they're not just complete. Like David Spade was also for a lot for in the '90s. He was like the straight man to Chris Farley in movies, right. and Rob Schneider had a sitcom. Oh, he was Deuce Bigelow. He was Deuce Bigelow, but that was yeah. huge. So they all had like, like one role where yeah. they were like, "Here's my star vehicle," and it feels like. I don't know. I'm trying to think of a good. They just they to me they feel like spinoffs from that the the larger Adam Sandler cinematic universe. <laughs> and those actors basically, oh. yeah. I don't know. With all due respect to him, but uh, but he yeah, hasn't been know like where... especially in these movies. Like he hasn't been like Adam Sandler and Will Ferrell are the two goons or whatever. They're both cops yeah. and they're both on a wacky adventure. Like. To equally build comedic forces, and again, when, it, when what Except he's done with is he's, it's usually with it's usually with an actress mm-hmm. who is a pretty good actress in their own right, or the one that comes to mind recently was the Do Over, where he is opposite David Spade, but it's David Spade as the straight man to Adam Sandler's kind of yeah um, wild you know CIA liar guy. Yeah. Not sure what's going on there. Yeah. Um, yeah, so th- I, that's that's interesting to think about because I would love to see what what he could do opposite basically anyone with comedic chops and throughout a in a movie that's like funny through and through. Yeah. Where I feel like the week of is not quite like that. I mean, him. funny people pairs them with like Seth Rogen. It's very much Adam Sandler going into Seth Rogen, Judd Apatow into their yeah. turf and making their kind of movie but i don't know yeah um can we get into kind of the plot of absolutely of... all right <laughs> and then we'll talk about the muppets i know you had that on your list <laughs> can we get back to the muppets please <laughs> is there there's no um, great muppets uh, halloween movie is there oh god okay oh gosh. anyway um so yeah the, i i thought it was for me the first third of this movie feels like it's kind of throwing spaghetti on the wall to see what will stick mm-hmm. like is this going to be like a freaky friday disturbia thing where the neighbor's bad or is this going to be like a michael myers kind of thing and i i could see how that's like we're just going to throw a bunch of tropes at you friday. what <laughs> was the neighbor bad in freaky friday <laughs> wait am i it's freaky friday the movie with uh lindsey lohan and Julia Robert or uh, uh, oh, what's what's her name? She played in Halloween. Yeah, Jamie Lee Curtis, yeah. where they switch bodies. Yeah, yeah. Remember how the neighbor? There's a subplot where the neighbor's a murderer. <laughs> no, what's the fucking movie? I swear it's got Colin Farrell in it. It was like a remake recently. Colin Farrell is like a a neighbor. Basically, a weird neighbor moves in next door. A teenage boy is like trying to watch him, trying to figure out what's going on. You're thinking of neighbors with uh, Seth Rogen and Zach Efron, <laughs> but they're not bad. They just like to party too much. 
That's bad, dude. <laughs> they en end up going to jail for a very long time for all of their parties. <laughs> okay, I can't compare. Maybe police. the burbs. I swear to God, it's called Freaky. It's Freaky Friday. The burbs is kind. Of, the burbs has that. Anyway, Na bad neighbor Steve Buscemi. You asked me my favorite cameo. And since you said Ten Meadows and uh, Maya Rudolph, and I was thinking about that was really good, and then uh, so I was gonna pick Steve Buscemi just because he um, he does some fun stuff in this one. You're hard at work. That's good. <laughs> that yeah. Oh, Fright Night. That's what it's called. Oh hell Fright yeah, Night. Fright Night's good. Yeah, Colin Farrell okay. did a remake, but the original of that. Colin Farrell, really yeah, good. yeah. Really um, good spooky Halloween movie for our Halloween episode. Ooh. We have hardly talked about Halloween. <laughs> we worked so hard to push our schedules aside so we could get this out on time. It really was. We're both very busy. Yep. Um, there are spaghetti yeah, at so the wall. Spaghetti at the wall, just like a lot of different kind of stories. Could be like a Hocus Pocus feel. It ends up being basically a Hocus Pocus movie, but... You know, it's got that vibe of like fun. Yeah. They, yeah, yeah. We gotta we'll talk to... about the vibe too for sure. Yeah. Um and I kinda lost my train of thought here. Event, I don't know. You're just saying how it, at first it's throwing spaghetti at the wall and then you figure out. Oh yeah, I was gonna ask and... you so but you were, earlier had kinda suggested that it was doing something more sophisticated there, or at least was doing something not just like for me when I was watching it, it was a bit of a complaint. Like, okay, you really don't know what you're getting into here. You're just setting up a bunch of stuff, maybe as like red herrings or maybe mm -hmm. because you don't really know what your movie's going to be about. Um, but none of these things seem to really be cohering. And then like we have this, eventually what happens is a, a character we don't know who it is, but there's this mat. the The person from the asylum has their little wrist band on, so we know that's them. And they're wearing a pig mask mm -hmm. and just kind of standing around in various scenes. Mm -hmm. And then we keep seeing someone in what I would guess is a pumpkin mask because we don't actually see them, but we just see through yeah. like, their point of view, which is an homage the, to uh, Halloween. If you call Eyes that. of a pumpkin mask. Okay. Yeah. Well, the I other thing know. I feel like we should have clarified I is think. that I don't watch horror movies. Oh yeah. Because they scare me, so I don't really know a lot of horror. Yeah, movies. I think so. That's the only thing that I caught really. You okay. see through the eyes but, of the the killer, the supposed killer, like in uh, Halloween. But, but you're kind of like, okay, it's not the guy in the pig mask because it has jack o' lantern shaped eyes. I didn't catch. I didn't even notice that. I was just thinking, like, I just very logical. Basically, it was just kind of like there's. There's something There's, going on. You are wanting to set something up or do something, but you're not doing it in the right way because I don't even have a suspicion at this point. Like, I don't have a sense that, like, who could this be? Who could it be that's... And Steve, well, Adam Sandler thinks it's Steve Buscemi, the whole, most of it. Yeah, yeah. So you assume it's not him, and you knew it wasn't the escaped guy because of the, the masks were wrong. So... I will say... I said that the first third was frustrating for me. I didn't really like it, but there's a moment, <clears throat> excuse me, where the like radio disc jockey's talking. Uh -huh. They talk, you know, throughout it, um, which I thought was a cool. That was a good, good touch. Yeah, nice touch. Um, but 
there's a moment where the radio disc jockey is basically saying, I actually wrote it down. I thought it was a, a nice little moment. We're trying to figure out like who could it be that has stolen one of these teenage boys who always picks on Hoobie, mm-hmm. right? They've stolen him out of a cornfield. Mm-hmm. Um, he's disappeared. And the radio announcer, who doesn't know anything about it, is just like, um, you know, we're we're going to be, it's getting late now. The younger kids are probably heading indoors. And now's the time for us big boys and girls to get up to some real mischief and watch out. It's always the quiet ones who get the most naughty. And at that moment, it cuts to Violet Valentine, uh-huh. like with a smile on her face, walking into her work. Uh-huh. And I did think that was, I was like, oh, okay, it's her. Okay. It's got to be her. Okay. Or like, you know. It's 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 wanting me to think that it's her, mm-hmm. um, and I am an idiot. So I was definitely like, it is definitely her. Mm-hmm. It has to be yeah. her. But I thought that was a great touch, and I feel like kind of from that moment on, I was with the movie and ready to watch it. Plus, I saw Blake Clark as the <laughs> from Waterboy as the chef, and I was like, oh, okay, yes, okay. Uh, it gave me something um, to engage with, and also finally, it's Adam Sandler has won you over somehow too. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's like, oh yeah, this really is an Adam Sandler movie. Yeah, yeah. Now it's a. Now it's a movie. Now we've got a movie on our hands, folks. That's what you said. It was weird that you said that. You texted me, too. You were like, now we've got a movie on our hands, folks. I was like... I texted you an audio recording of me saying it like that. I have to work in the morning. (laughs) Why do I have my phone set to blare an alarm every time someone texts me? Um, Yeah, so it's very Halloween. Uh, It's... It's super like Halloween uh, spirit, Halloween vibes. It's got pumpkins and autumn. They're in Salem, Massachusetts. Wow, you there's can't tons beat of Salem. like there's just tons of like the site of a really awesome Halloween. They thing play the happens. monster mash. <laughs> yeah, they play the monster mash and like the Ghostbusters theme. Even I feel like the DJ that felt very familiar. Like maybe they do that in Hocus Pocus or something, but I, I don't remember that well enough. Uh, but there's a corn. Is there a DJ in a uh, in house. Halloween? I don't think so. I don't think so. Maybe, but I don't think so. Hmm. Um, it's definitely not like there are a few horror movie homages like that to Halloween. There's a point where they go to a house party or a party in a barn, I guess, with teenagers, which I, isn't actually specific enough to be an actual homage. But it reminded me of a similar type of party and i think scream three which they're probably oh, yeah. not referencing they're probably referencing the actual thing which is that people have halloween parties in barns um <laughs> they do but uh they go to, they also go to like a haunted house like a carnival style haunted house so there's a lot of halloween energy here which is fun people enjoy halloween i don't think i had a larger point but I'm pointing it out to everybody. We are riding this thing off the rails. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, I don't know. Justin, what did you think of the Halloween vibes? I thought they were pretty good. It's like a little early for me to get into Halloween oh. a lot, but I felt like this was kind of like, okay, now it is the month and mm-hmm. it is the time to start getting into the Halloween yeah. vibes. And so it was kind of nice to start getting into the Halloween vibes, yeah. I thought. Um, I also just thought that, yeah, I mean, I think for all I've complained about it, like there there were fun moments of, of twists and turns yeah. and trying to figure out what's really going on. Um, 
and it's the uh, the movie sets us up to think that it's going to be Violet, and then there's a you know a point where we realize oh it can't be Violet, and before we realize who it is, I had it was like fun to start thinking about okay who you know I've I have all of the pieces you know mm-hmm. it's not too early it's like it's pretty late in the movie I the answer is there it's one of these characters who is it so thinking about that was was fun as it always is in horror movies i would imagine i don't again i don't watch <laughs> horror movies yeah. so um, this is the scariest thing you've watched in a long time since the it really last is yeah scary adam sandler movie probably which uncut gems was a lot scarier Uncut gems was a lot <laughs> scarier that's true yeah um i thought that it i i kind of thought that it was like one of one of the horror movie tropes is that they are often actually moralistic like they're teaching teenagers how not to behave you know like don't go drink mm. don't party yeah. don't go have sex in the woods yeah. like all of those things my favorite part um, is and, where at the end of the movie the slasher killer turns to the camera and says now we had a lot of fun but uh there's actually a lesson to what's been going on here which is don't drink and drive kids. yeah <laughs> or i'll kill you <laughs> just kidding chop your head off yeah but yeah um and this, the twist in this one is just don't be mean to Hubie or else bad <laughs> things are going to happen to you. And yeah. Because that's like all of the victims um, that we, we don't see them die. We don't see their dead bodies or anything. They just kind of get pulled away from Hubie when he sees them and like into the darkness and disappear, yeah. like into a cornfield yeah. or it, it's uh, never explained. It's incomprehensible how <laughs> that's happening uh-huh. when you find out who is doing it. But um, but yeah, like it's like, oh yeah, don't it's the big rope. Don't mess with Hubie, which which is why it makes perfect sense that it would be Violet because mm-hmm. we slowly realize over the course of the movie that oh she's she doesn't just like like Hubie, she like she like likes yeah, Hubie, yeah, she yeah. really likes him, yeah, and she's liked him since the beginning of the first grade. He's liked her since the beginning of the second grade, uh-huh. um, and yeah. So once you know it's not Violet, it's kind of like oh who actually likes Hubie in this town, there are only two people, mm-hmm. Violet and... Should we step into the spoiler All right, zone? let's do it. Open the, co- okay. the spoiler coffin. The spoiler coffin. Yeah. Let's see I like what we'll that. see under, in this coffin that you we You want to make the noise here. for opening it? That's I great. never tried that What's before. It? That was good. Yeah, that was really good. Kind of turned into a what cat was... at the end, I feel like, but uh I yeah, I th- I thought you might have been. <laughs> well, there was a cat in the coffin. A confused cat. Like it jumped it out and we were like, exasperated. Shit. And then we look in and do we find Dracula? No. In fact, no. it's not Dracula. It's not Julie Bowen. <laughs> it's not Steve Buscemi. Uh-uh. It's it's his mom. Go ahead. Yeah. It's his mom. Yeah. It's his mom. It's it's weird to say it, you know, because I know this is like figurative, but to say that we open the coffin and find his mom. <laughs> we open the coffin and find Adam Sandler's mom. It was weird to it say. It was weird. But, uh, it was more normal for me because that also happened in a uh, tabletop role-playing game that I play with some friends <laughs> that I was DMing. That you set in the Adam Sandler cinematic universe? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That sounds badass. Yeah, yeah. I would play that. Yeah, but yeah, for sure. That should be our spinoff. We should try to 
<laughs> try to so get good. our one listener. Patreon only, yeah. <laughs> Cynthia to play. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so we find out that it's his mom. And ultimately, there's this, like, I thought a really fascinating moral to the story. So, like, he he pairs up with the cops and, like, they try to find Violet and, and incriminate her. And then five minutes later, they know it's not Violet. And so he and they're like, oh, my God, we've traced the call. The, the caller just called and we've traced the call and it's at your your house, Hoobie. And so he yells mama and runs off and um, shows up and she has all of his all of her victims are like tied up on in like at stakes like they're going to be burned at the stake and she like douses gasoline and is ready to kill them yeah and Hubi stops that which i thought was an extreme thing for his mother to do mm-hmm. but Hubi stops them stops her and uh afterwards she's like you know my ancestors were they were unfairly no they tried to help killed. They were, yeah, yeah, they were, they were good people and, and, um, they were killed. And then she says something and, and nobody saved them. And she was like, but Hubi has done something even better. Uh, oh, she says my ancestor was somebody who stuck up for the people who were killed, but Hubi has done something even better because these people aren't innocent. They're actually shitheads and Hubi has still saved them. Which I thought had well, as I say it, I feel like you really had to be there. But in the moment, <laughs> I was like, "That's a really cool message." Oh yeah, yeah that yeah. like, wow, okay, he has done he's, something yeah. more impressive than he's, like saving the innocent. He's, he's actually saving the guilty. Yeah, he's saving people who don't deserve to be right. saved. He's showing mercy. Yeah, and I thought that was a very beautiful message. That is, that is a beautiful message. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. It was weird because the woman who was delivering it had a t-shirt on that had some sexual innuendo on it because she wore t-shirts throughout the movie that had that. But I was like, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for, thanks for that. Yeah. No, you're right. That is a good message. Um, the, the moral arc of the universe will, don't, will deliver its message to you. Don't, don't. Wherever, whenever you're ready for it in a variety Mm -hmm. of ways. Is what yeah. I have to say. Amen. <laughs> Amen to that. What did you? So, the T-shirts were a recurring joke in the movie. What did you think of the jokes in the movie, Justin? Oh, that's a great question, and I'm so glad you asked that, Chris. So, um, the T-shirts. I hated the I, <laughs> I thought maybe. I don't know that I ever laughed at the thing. T-shirts, but oh, I was yeah. like, oh, okay, that's good. Yeah. That's neat. And then I was like, okay, she's gonna wear those throughout it. So it was neat to see all of the different imaginable ways that you could like wear the shirt that like basically i guess an incel would wear i don't know that's (laughs) who it feels like would wear that or just like an asshole would wear it's like really gross or something or yeah yeah yeah. i don't remember what they were either but my my eyes are up here but who cares look down or something yeah yeah they're just cr- um, lewd T-shirts, lewd puns yeah, on her yeah. T-shirts. I think as as with a lot of Adam Sandler movies, I kind of got the the humor got stale, and it never realized that it got stale and that had over that it had overstayed its welcome when it arrived. Mm. 
and then it just kept going and it's like okay 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 but one of the things i did like is throughout the movie he's um really really scared of things and that's funny because mm-hmm. he's like the safety person who's supposed to protect people during halloween but he gets deathly yes. afraid yeah, yeah. and like somebody jumps out and scares him and he thinks he's dying and being killed yeah. and like for some reason he can't break and like imagine that someone would be pranking him yeah and it's that's like tolerable throughout most of it sometimes annoying but then the moment when he actually goes into the haunted house and he is terrified of everything uh-huh. and like a little uh, like a teenage girl like grabs his leg and he starts screaming and freaking out uh-huh. and then she gets concerned like oh shit what is going on yeah. i thought that was really good like this joke that has just kind of been grating at uh-huh. me for a while or this like this uh can see finally pays off in this moment where he's wandering through a haunted house and people are trying to scare him not to be mean but to like you know get a good scare out of somebody and he is actually creeping them out by how terrified he Mm -hmm. is and there's like one moment where a guy has a i think a a knife or a machete in his head like a fake machete in his head and um uh he scares hubie and hubie's like screaming and freaking out and the, the guy's just like, dude, this is not real. Like, yeah, he has yeah. to tell him, like, I am okay. Uh, yeah, that was, I thought that was a good, a good payoff for a very long joke. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What did, what did you, oh, the, uh, there are a couple of other things that I thought were funny. Um, what did you, what did you think about, what did you, what did you think about the humor? I thought it was, I thought it was fine. <laughs> no, I thought it. Most of, I liked most of it. I think most of it was um, hurtful. Fine. Uh, I thought like like I liked some of the running gags. I thought the t-shirt thing was kind of funny. I think the one that I liked the best actually was that he he would pre- periodically things would be thrown at him and that escalated. Mm-hmm. And so at first it's just I don't even remember what it is at first. Maybe like. I don't know, tomatoes or pieces of fruit or maybe like bags of dog shit or something. I don't remember. Yeah, but they do that, which is another reference another to Billy Madison. Halloween. Oh, flaming. <laughs> another reference bag. to something you do on Halloween, but no, you don't do that. I hope you don't do nah, that. Nah, not anymore. Not anymore. You know the tradition of covering someone's house in dog shit. <laughs> yeah, because you just you end up getting really messy in the process. <laughs> it's not worth it, and plus it takes so long to get that much shit. Oh man, I'm glad they don't do that anymore. Um, yeah, it does geez. kind of imply that kid, today's kids are a little soft that they don't they don't dog shit someone's house that's what they call mm-hmm. the dog shitting a house um, yeah where I was from anyway Canada um, man when the aliens find this they're gonna be like <laughs> this is not wow the humans this is not a good archive humans. of human activity <laughs> I don't I'm afraid um, dear aliens so, unless we're trying to avoid being incriminated yeah but by the end they um at some point, like, someone throws a TV at him. And then at some yeah. point, someone, like, throws a flaming spear or arrow at him. Mm-hmm. And I don't mm-hmm. know. I thought that was funny. That was a funny... It was an escalation of a joke throughout that started somewhere realistic. I mean, the whole idea is not... With, like, eggs, but, yeah. And then ended somewhere completely, like... It, it kind of moves into, yeah. like, airplane territory or something like that. Or It, it does, yeah. yeah. So... I, I th- I got a kick out of that stuff. I don't know. One of my favorite... I mean, I said that um, Tim Meadows and mm-hmm. Maya Rudolph were probably my favorite cameos, and they're just funny throughout. Yeah. But I really liked what they did with um, 
with Steve Buscemi's character, but particularly Rob Schneider's character, mm-hmm. because so Steve Buscemi, yeah. it's just funny because he's like clearly like a werewolf. You, uh-huh. you are, I think you're meant to assume this guy's a werewolf, but then you find out that he is actually from the mental institution, yeah. which we haven't really talked about, like uh, disability and neuroatypicality yeah, and do, how this movie's treating that. But idea. let's just go back to any other Adam Sandler movie we've watched, and you know what we right, think of Right, yeah, that. yeah, yeah. Just um, plug, plug that part in. Yeah. Um, but It's also a horror movie trope, which, so it's like right. an homage, but... So they have to do it. Right, exactly. They, and they can't they can't transcend or complicate it in any no. way. No. Um, did, did you well, they're not the violent. Movie? That's cool, I guess. It, that is true. They are not. They're chill yeah. people with uh mental health disorders that don't exist or resemble so one of them steve buscemi he like has his in his basement there's like Uh dog crap on the floor and like dog food and you're clearly thinking he's a werewolf his arms are like really hairy at one point but no turns out he just believes that he's a werewolf and has like glue on Mm -hmm. hair for his arms yeah and that's that um but then rob schneider's character is shown throughout it. And it doesn't really do justice for me to just say it, but like he's shown throughout the movie, you know, he's the guy who escaped the Uh. the prison. He's like in this pig mask. There's a pig that dies early on in the movie that's, that's killed. And you think, Oh, you know, maybe there's like a connection there. And he, um, but he's just seen like peeing on stuff and it's like very ominous. Uh Like, Oh, he's just like peeing in somebody's yard and he's like peeing on a tombstone. It is ominous. That's why. Yeah. That's like, what does this mean? Yeah. And you think he might be the killer. So I think that's, yeah. Yeah. That's an important thing. And and then at one point the girls, uh, Violet Valentine's girls, like they're writing to find their mom and they stop and ask someone for directions and he turns around and it's the pig guy. Um, so there's like this ominous sense to it. But then when you find out that it's Rob Schneider and, and he's actually going to find Steve Buscemi, yeah. his, his, his friend, his, his roommate, his roommate, yeah. Um, and he, Steve Buscemi's like, "What? Have, where have you been?" And he's like, "Oh, you know, I just uh, peed on, uh, peed on a tombstone, peed in somebody's yard." And Steve Buscemi was like, "Oh, that's that's you, isn't it? That's always your thing." He's like, "You know, I'm peeing right now." Yeah. And then it like pans out, and he's just peeing his pants. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, I thought, like, that's his thing. Okay, that's a really good way to yeah. reveal, like, the truth behind this yeah. seemingly ominous I thought thing. that was, yeah, I thought that that one was funny to me. Um, So that one was funny to me, and part of it, I think the reason it worked for me is because, so you're so used to very dumb, uh, crude throwaways in these movies that without any meaning to them. So I, the yeah. whole time, was like, yeah, he's an ominous killer. I didn't even catch that every time you see him, he starts peeing on something. Yeah. Each time I was just like, yeah, of course, he's. they want to have a joke at the end of their scene because it's not a straight horror movie it's or a horror movie at all, but it's kind of playing with that. And so they'll be like, oh, but he's actually peeing on something. That's a little funny uh, punchline to this otherwise ominous tension-building scene. Um, so I didn't even pick up on that he was always peeing until he started talking about how much he likes to, all the things he peed on. And then it was just like, oh, it's just this thing. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I thought it worked. Of course. So there's a bit earlier in the movie. So there's a bit though, like earlier in the movie where Adam Sandler, I think farts in front of Steve Buscemi. We call out the, or we kind of like critique or mention like, oh, the fart jokes 
or the just like jokes like that, the dick jokes or the fart jokes in these movies. Mm-hmm. And there's definitely some, but whenever I say that, I think to myself like later, I think was that really a way to character characterize these movies or the Happy Madison humor? They definitely have them, but I feel like they don't have that much of them. It's like a shorthand for saying that the humor is kind of crude and not very sophisticated. Yeah. But there's definitely a actual just moment where Adam Sandler farts in this movie in front of Steve Buscemi. Mm-hmm. And then Steve Buscemi, oh, I don't know. He says, sounds like your butt's making room for something. I don't remember. Like, to poop. He's hungry or something. Yeah, yeah he's like going to go eat dinner. Context. And he's like, oh, it sounds like your butt's already making room. Yeah, yeah, something like that. But it's it's just it's just a pure fart joke. There's nothing more to it. And stuff like that, I'm kind of like, Mostly I don't haven't been paying that much attention to him, but I was like, is that supposed to is there are the is the joke really just farts are funny, or is the joke that this is the stupidest type of joke we know and it's funny to us and maybe the audience that we took a minute to put it in our movie? Like is there a level of irony almost with like fart jokes at this point? Like are farts are like, I don't know. Maybe the listener's like, no, farts are so funny. They're a funny noise, and it's gas escaping from your butt, which is also funny, as we established in the Hotel Transylvania 3 When episode. you explain it, it actually starts yeah. being funny. Yeah. Oh, yeah, wait, that is really, right. really nice. Yeah. I guess it is funny, but I don't think of them as that funny. But no. the idea of being like, yeah, we're making a movie, and we're basically just goofing off with our friends most of the time in the movie and thinking about what silly things we could put in the movie... There's something almost appealing about them in that way, but most of the time I find them more off-putting and the fart joke set me up to dislike the movie, but then I ended up liking some of the other jokes more. So, I don't know. It's just something I was thinking about. I caught it this yeah, time. Yeah, I, I, like, I mean, I was just these? like, why? Why does it have to be there? What why? are these? Especially, There's surely another joke you could come up with Especially right that one because it didn't even go anywhere with it like i think yeah. there's a in one of the grown-ups and grown-ups too <laughs> i like that we can do all these call that i say i don't remember the movies but i remember these are literary illusions yeah this is like liter. yeah it's like what uh t.s Eliot alluding uh-huh. to like the um king arthur legend the wasteland yeah it's a great mm-hmm. title and, for this and in our podcast we allude to other adam sandler movies um the wasteland <laughs> That is a good title for an Adam Sandler podcast. Is it too late? We can go back and change it. I think it's too late. Okay. <laughs> um, in one of them, they are doing... They Someone's working in like a soft serve ice cream stand, and they're like pretending that it's shit, I think. This seems almost too crude for... They usually don't go that far. But I think that he's pretending that it's shit, and that he's shitting ice cream out of his butt mm. and um but it's soft serve ice cream maybe david spade i don't know i don't remember exactly or rob schneider maybe i, th- I thankfully don't remember that but. <laughs> but anyway my point was like at least they're doing something kind of visually clever well maybe not clever but creative i think is the word i meant not clever but like they're doing something they're like taking it a step 
into some direction like because they show a couple different ways like he does a couple different poses with it or something and it's like okay they're like here's our concept let's see all the angles we can get out of it so yeah and it's starting with just a scatological concept but they're trying to but I, I like the idea of like one of those things like a flaw is only a flaw until mm-hmm. you own it and then it becomes part of your aesthetic. Exactly. Like they're yeah, yeah, doing yeah. A, just it's, enough it's like for jazz. it to be like, okay, this is a, yeah. Um, yeah. But but in this it's literally just a throwaway, like mm-hmm. what if he farted in this scene? We're not gonna do anything with that. It's just a thing that happened because it's funny to us that we put Something so stupid. Or we're in just our not movie. good enough scholars. We don't, or, yeah. We haven't figured it out. Or are they really just like, we should, what, are 11 year olds bored? And do we need to put this in? And do 11 year olds actually think a random fart with no context around it is funny? Yeah, I couldn't have I articulated know. it like that, but that's exactly <laughs> what I thought. That's what I thought is you're doing this because it's like a dumb thing to do that will get some laughs from somebody for somebody yeah yeah i don't know i was like because at least the, I, I feel like the humor in most of the movie and in most of these movies is better than just someone standing and farting and going oops like you yeah definitely dislike it's like these movies overall than, but yeah there are more jokes to the jokes than <laughs> there's at least more yeah i don't know even the ones that you think oh that's a stupid joke at least I feel like it's not just someone standing and farting <laughs> once. Not even like a really long fart or like he kept farting for like an uncomfortable amount of time. Like you can do stuff with a fart, but he just stood there and farted once. Yeah. An appropriate amount of time for what a normal person would fart if they had like indigestion. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, we've had just what I think. Here. Just what I think. I figured these movies out. They're only <laughs> a curveball, curve and I'm ball. like, wait a minute. I don't understand these movies at all. What does this mean? Um, I hope people listen to the whole things of these. I hope they don't just listen to the first uh, twenty minutes of cameo discussion and then get to the deep discussion about farting, joke, fart yeah. jokes, and what they may or may not mean. I hope they. I hope no one ever hears this part. <laughs> Well, is it? Uh, uh, it's good stuff. So, all in all, then, yeah. Um, when it's all said and done, at the end of the day, when all the chips are placed and the bets are <laughs> placed, would you recommend this movie? I, I, you know, Justin, I knew you were going to ask me that question, How? and I thought I don't know, but I just was like, what do I say if he asked me if I recommend this movie? I was think i started recommending them all at some point because i was like i don't want to presume that someone wouldn't like this movie so i have to recommend it so they can make their own decision <laughs> which is an insane way to <laughs> to decide whether you want to recommend. um <laughs> so and then i just end up saying well i'd recommend it if you're interested in seeing the movie <laughs> i'd recommend it if you'll like it <laughs> i recommend it if you'll like it um, I can really only, I think I can only recommend this movie if I think about like my friends or whatever, or someone, I can only recommend it to people who are like, I want 
this Adam Sandler experience. Yeah. I want. The, well, you did say that you've actually seen this twice. I don't think we. We didn't say that on the pod, but I, I, I did say that earlier to you. Yeah. I saw it twice. The first time I actually disliked it and thought it was disappointing. Why did I think this movie was disappointing? Hubie Halloween. After, and it's not like I didn't know what I was getting into. I watched, at that point, I had at least watched most of the Adam Sandler movies that exist. Yeah, yeah. So, why was I disappointed by it? I don't know, but I was. And then also, that was when it came out in 2020. I watched it again this year, 2022. Remembered almost nothing from it. Also, luckily. So the mystery was like still a mystery to me. Mm-hmm. And uh, I liked Good. it better this time. And I, I enjoyed it. And I was like, because I was just like, you know, I don't, all I'm into this for is some Halloween aesthetic, Adam Sandler yelling and doing shtick, doing Adam Sandler shtick, which isn't even that yeah. like involved. It's just, there's a, like a blooper reel. It looks like he's having a great time. And it's like, yeah, I'm just watching this movie to watch this guy do some jokes. Some, and these people do some jokes. Some of them are funny. Some of them are inexplicable to me, apparently. Mm-hmm. and uh i can enjoy that i can get a lot of at this point I, i've learned to get a lot of enjoyment at, or at least some enjoyment out of that i'm trained for this i don't know if i can recommend it for someone that isn't already trained like if just my friend who like likes movies and likes movies that are funny was like i want a funny halloween movie i don't know that i could recommend this one you know, to most people. No way. I couldn't recommend no it way. to my mom. She wouldn't like I did it. recommend it to a coworker today who was asking about Halloween movies, but I was like, it's very dumb. <laughs> it's very yeah. dumb, but you could watch that. So if you want that classic Adam Sandler, you want to go back to those golden Adam Sandler nostalgia years and the nostalgia of Halloween, man, they love then nostalgia. go watch an early movies. Adam Sandler yeah, movie an, and a Halloween movie. Yeah, exactly. No, like... <laughs> There are people who will like this movie, but to someone that's just like, I don't really dig it, you definitely won't like this one. <laughs> but maybe you should watch all of them and do a, and have lengthy discussions about them, and you'll actually start to enjoy them more. With a friend. With a friend, Now, do yeah. you watch... You watched this one with Cynthia? I did, yeah. Okay, so you have um, the added benefit of someone to share in the misery. Uh-huh, yeah. Um, I just watched them alone crying (laughs) it would have been a different experience to we had the night like set apart we were like we're not gonna work tonight um we're just gonna watch we're gonna chill and watch this movie it's halloween season so it was actually like had a lot of atmospheric or just kind of like other things Whereas some of these movies I watch and they feel like homework assignments and I'm like, okay, I'm going to watch it on my laptop. I wish that I could use my two hours of free time tonight to do something that I enjoy doing, but I have to think about the greater good. I have to get this podcast out (laughs) three times a year now. Yeah. Yeah. We got to do it. We got to do it. Um, Well, you know, you've having said all that, I would just say that I'm in agreement with you that the movie is worse the first time. <laughs> having not seen it twice, I can confirm it is the worst the first time. <laughs> now, it 
I cannot I'll recommend it, but it does do some really fun. I think somebody who really loves, like, is obsessed with Halloween movies would probably get a kick out of it because they would notice five times more mm. of those little moments. Yeah, probably. That That's true I didn't too. notice. Yeah. Um, so I, I would say that. Um, but yeah, basically just, yeah, just stick with the classic Adam Sandler's if you want to. Yeah. Which are what uncut gems, uh, punch drunk love, maybe the Meyerowitz stories. Yeah, classic. Hotel Transylvania three. Yeah, those those are the ones. Um, no, they're fun. It's fine. So I um, I was just looking to see what's coming up for us. Do you know what's next? I don't. I I we're off okay. the charts. Well, man. we're at, we're basically caught up at this point um we have hustle that's next that hustle just came is out. next what's that that just came out i know i know um and now i'm accidentally on rob schneider's filmography so let me check adam sandler's we again and <laughs> and yes oh, we are <laughs> at hustle okay hustle and then the next movie would be spaceman which hasn't even been released yet Whoa. Whoa. So, can we just take a moment and think about the fact that six years ago. No. Yeah. Six? We were watching the do over <laughs> and we were like, man, we should do a podcast. And now I kind of wish I had a do over. Right. <laughs> right, guys. No, that's <laughs> no, that's that's yeah. that's wild, man. That's, man, that's wild. What a what a great run we've had. Yeah. What a great run we'll that's continue like, to have until this guy dies. Yeah. Oh yeah. That'll be weird. <laughs> man. Um. He might. Yeah. He so might retire. Next up is, he might retire first. He could, yeah, oh, I could see like, that. Okay. Wants to spend more time with his family or his yeah. grandkids or something. Yeah. Um, yeah. So next up is hustle. Hustle. Have you checked the email lately? Um, I have. Yeah, we have a lot of messages from fans, but none that I really—they're just like more private messages. Oh, like, just, okay. Hey, yeah, don't yeah, really yeah. talk about me on here, but I just wanted to say thank you okay. and love what you're doing, and I am listening, and you okay, are not sweet. doing this yeah, yeah, yeah. for no reason, and you're not alone. Yeah. Like that kind of stuff. Okay. So that's so cool. And like, oh, this is really, one says, I'll just, I won't say who wrote it, but it says, this is so needed in today's society. Thank you for offering this to today's society. Which I thought was nice, like, to think about. That is nice. You know, I thought, you know, when we started this uh, six yeah. years ago, no one was doing the uh, two two white guys talk about doing a podcast. movies. Yeah, in some form, and don't have a script, and don't have any kind of like. Yeah, let alone Adam Sandler. Just kind movies. of try to riff on movies, usually uh -huh. bad movies that they don't really yeah. like that much. No one was doing yeah. that. That was a real. Uh, and now, man, whew, still no one's doing it. Can yeah. you imagine if that was what a, like a really common form though? How uh, how pointless we would feel. Yeah, I can kind of. When you say it like that, I start getting like a very dim sense of what that might have been like in that kind of bizarro <laughs> world where um, we're not getting this yeah. kind of fan mail. Well, I'm trying to, well, like, there's so many. I have to kind of 
sift through like a lot of them are obviously really glowing and all of them are but some of the other ones that just like i feel like are really communicating something interesting or this other one says that um that this is vi this is vital work that we're doing so and that's all they said. They just said, this is really vital work. Please keep it up. Yeah. We need you. You know, um, I, I just have one thing to tell all these people, which is just, you're welcome. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the same that thing that I would say. And I'll, I've been responding and to them. Also, and I, do, I just say, I'm very simple about it, and I'm very humble, obviously. Oh, yeah, I just yeah. say, you're welcome. Yeah. Um, even when say... they ask a question about Adam Sandler or send me a picture of Adam Sandler, I just yeah. say, you're welcome. Yeah. Well, we've had a lot of fun here. We have. Um, oh, so, yeah. uh, and, until next time, if you do want to get in contact with us, it is the number four and the letters AS podcast at gmail.com. That's four AS podcast at gmail.com. Um, and yeah, until then, signing off. So I'm Justin. Oh, yeah, I'm Chris. And I also want to wish everyone a happy Halloween. Say, everyone, stay safe. However you choose to celebrate the holiday, uh, stay safe, have a good time, have some spooky fun, uh, and uh, yeah. Hibbity dibbity! I feel sorry for the boys, trapped in a hell they don't even know they created. You see, I just received a message from my medium. Adam Sandler has just signed a contract with Universal to do 13 more Happy Madison movies. <laughs> and you, dear listener, it is Halloween night when nothing is what it seems. And wait... Did you hear that? I think there's something just outside. <laughs> Nobody pees more than you. <laughs> I'm peeing now. <laughs> <laughs>